G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Everything that Joseph went through, he was innocent to the core and he suffered terribly. But mm. the position it put him into meant that he was able to save his own family, even though they didn't recognize him. Yeah, that's right. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Over the last couple of programs, we've been looking at how the old covenant characters of Joseph and David parallel each other. What is it about these two men that make rabbis look at the possibility of two messiahs, a messiah like Joseph who suffered for his family, or a messiah like David who was a warrior that defeated all Israel's enemies and set his nation onto a path of peace during the rule of his son Solomon? Both these men were completely different, and yet their lives strangely parallel each other. There is a Bible scholar by the name of Amnon Bazok, uh, who says that out of all the characters in the Bible, only Joseph and uh, David are described as being both handsome and wise. Mm. Now, I, I kind of thought, oh, what about Solomon? And actually, I don't remember him ever being described as good looking, but he was mm. described as wise. Yeah. So I think, he, I think he's right. While King Saul was described as being really handsome, David's son, Absalom, was described as being really handsome. Solomon was very wise. Mm. We know Daniel was very wise. Yeah. But only David and Joseph were both described as wise and good looking at mm, the same time. Interesting. Yeah. Now, there is a Midrash, which is a sacred Jewish writing. Uh, it was written by R. Zalman Baruch Melamed, and it explains how Joseph and David were both like forerunners of the long awaited, desperately longed for Mashiach. And he wrote this He said, quote, Joseph is the breaker making a way. And in the future, it is expressed by the fact that there is a Messiah, son of Joseph, and a Messiah, son of David. Messiah, son of Joseph's actions are unknown. He appears in an external reality, unrecognized, unclear, as if there is no holiness in him. Mm. This is kind of this expectation. They know Messiah is going to look at look like him. He's going to be like him, but then he, he's not recognizable. Yeah, that's they right. can't see what's actually in him. That's kind of, mm. you kind of go, wow, that's exactly what happened with the Jewish people and Jesus. That's right. Anyway, Genesis 42.8, he went on to say, Genesis 42.8 says, and Joseph recognized his brothers, but they didn't recognize him. Yeah. Remember, they didn't recognize that's him. Right. It was like it was hidden from them. In the book of Kol Hator, it is said that the brothers do not understand and they don't recognize the degree of the Messiah, son of Joseph, and they don't recognize the holiness found in his actions. They think these are negative actions, external and secular, and not containing any internal content of holiness. They, Again, they saw what happened to Joseph and they saw that it was negative and terrible, so therefore it couldn't possibly be God. Mm. Like 
like they couldn't, they completely missed it, and yet it was so important for Joseph to go through what he went through in order to get to that position of authority. Yeah, exactly. To save people. Yeah, it was like Ooh. the foundation for Can't you for see the life? parallel? Yeah. Isn't exactly. that amazing? Mm. And then he goes on a little bit later and he says, But on the other hand, the strength of the Messiah, son of Joseph, is the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. He is to advance and succeed through the troubles and misunderstandings. His job is to always be first, the one always pushing forward, but not the finisher. Mm. It's like he's got he's got the first half of the job to do. Somebody's going to come along afterwards and finish it. Who's the other one who's going to come along and finish it? I mean, it's really fascinating stuff. I mean, the, the quote goes on, and I won't go on with it, but you kind of get this impression from this um, from this description that in Jewish thought, Messiah, son of Joseph, had a job to do, but for some reason they just weren't going to recognize him when he did it. Mm, that's right. And I guess it's interesting that you know it says there in Genesis 42 that Joseph's brothers didn't recognize him. Yep. They didn't see the holiness or the, the holy purpose that he was there for. And you know, very much the same thing is true with Jesus. And it's fascinating, isn't it? You, you, you do. Again, you see this parallel. Everything that Joseph went through, he was innocent to the core and he suffered terribly. But mm. the position it put him into meant that he was able to save his own family, even though they didn't recognize him. Yeah, that's right. It's kind of breathtaking, mm. really breathtaking. Anyway, I want to I want to actually go through, because there's quite a list, I want to go through some parallels between Joseph and Jesus. And now I have to acknowledge again, I'm using this fabulous resource of the ministry of oneforisrael.org. And in particular, the research of Dr. Itan Bar. I claim none of this is my own. I'm afraid he did all of it. He gets all the credit for this. And I've learned so much from him. So I really recommend it. Oneforisrael.org. So when you look at the two possible messiahs in Jewish tradition, Joseph would suffer for his people or David would conquer his enemies. But you always see Joseph as the messiah dealing with sin and making atonement. That was what he did. Now, this is never part of the description of David. David never died for anybody. Mm. David was the one wielding the sword, not receiving the sword. Yeah, that's right. So I want to go through some characteristics between Joseph and Jesus. Yeah, let's uh, kick that off by looking at the fact that they were both despised by their own brethren. We've talked about that already with Joseph, but certainly Jesus suffered the same. And something we mentioned in our last program, that Joseph was 30 years old, but also Jesus was 30 when he began his ministry of power and authority. Yeah, both both 30. Okay, and another couple is they were both stripped of their clothing, Joseph, his coat of many colors, Jesus of his robes before his crucifixion. Mm. They both had their, almost like their identity stripped away from them. And both of them became servants. Jesus came to serve humanity. Joseph was a servant in Potiphar's house, and then he served Pharaoh. Yeah, that's right. Well, of course, they, they both resisted temptation as well and remained pure. Joseph with Potiphar and Jesus was perfectly sinless, so yeah, he resisted he all temptation. Yep. Uh, both were described as shepherds as well. Of course, uh, Jesus the good shepherd and Joseph was you know, shepherding his father's flock. Both of them knew what their futures held. Joseph had had dreams, remember, and those dreams got him into trouble yeah, that's with his, right. yeah. both his brothers and his mum and dad. Uh, but Jesus always knew his, his identity. So they both knew what their future was, uh, what was ahead of them, although not as clearly for 
Joseph. He didn't know what he was going to have to get go through first yeah, to get to right. that point. Yeah. Uh, both of them were accused of being dreamers, of being delusional, mm. of visions of grandeur. Also, both were victims of a violent conspiracy against them with the intention to kill them. Of course, Joseph thrown into a pit. He was going to be you know, killed. And then ultimately they chose to, to sell him, but they were conspiring against him. And both were sold for money. Joseph was sold for money by his brothers. Jesus sold by Judas for 30 pieces of silver. Isn't that just mm. shocking? I mean, I know we know about of um, human trafficking today, but the thought of selling a human being yeah. is just abhorrent, isn't it? Mm. Oh. Okay, both of them were falsely accused of wrongdoing. They were both absolutely innocent of what they'd been accused. And both suffered as a result of rejection, uh, knowing that they were innocent. Of their accusations. Well, both spent time underground as well. We just mentioned Joseph was put into a pit, but also he spent time in prison, which would have been underground, and Jesus in the grave. Both were counted among criminals and treated as criminals as well, in spite of their innocence. That was that was one I hadn't heard of. I mm. thought, yeah, of course. Yeah. Both treated like they were lawbreakers, and yeah. neither of them were. Could you imagine what must have gone through Joseph's mind? For years he was in prison. That's years. right. Yeah. Because he did the right thing. He was honourable and then got thrown into prison <laughs> yeah. for it. Okay, what about the fact that both of them were considered dead? Mm. All of Joseph's family believed that he was dead, torn apart by wild animals. And by the time years had passed, they probably thought he was, his mm. brothers probably thought he was dead. You know, yeah. how could he survive, you know, enslavement? Uh, and of course, Jesus was in the grave for three days. Both appeared as foreigners. Uh, belonging to Gentiles because Joseph went to Egypt and for all intents and purposes he lived like an, mm. an Egyptian and uh, Jesus as a rebel uh, was considered like rejected from his own people by the religious leaders, you know, and he actually went and connected with Gentiles. Yeah, that's right, which was just unheard of. Yeah. Also, we see that both were unrecognisable to their brethren. Joseph's brothers didn't know who he was, even when he was standing right in front of them, uh, yeah. when the, yeah, he was that uh, second in charge of Egypt. But Jesus owned people as well. The leadership couldn't recognize him, even when doing all the works of Mashiach. He was there in front of them, foretold by the prophets, and yet they couldn't and recognize just, him. Just blind. Yeah. Incredible. Another one was that uh, they both were raised up from the earth. Joseph brought out of prison. Jesus, of course, from the grave alive. Absolutely. Now, both of them acted as advocates for the people, Joseph to Pharaoh and his family, and Jesus to God on behalf of humanity. And both provided food. Joseph to the storehouses where all the food was collected so all the people would have food and not die of uh, famine and Jesus to the populace who came to him for answers. I mean, miraculous food. It was Mm, amazing. So true. And both were reconciled at the end of the story. Joseph with his brothers and his father, Jesus to humanity and one day at the end with his own people when their eyes are opened. And finally, both end up as rulers against every expectation or possibility. Joseph as second most powerful ruler of Egypt, and Jesus, who is now seated at the right hand of the Father, and yet to come, a physical government over the whole earth as well. The the parallels are staggering. It certainly is. And next time we're going to continue looking at parallels, but we'll look in our next program at the parallels between David and Jesus. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.